You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-errands pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. This is Kelly Henderson, and you are listening to the Velvet's Edge podcast. This week, my guest is Davi Maisha, which means goddess Maisha. Maisha specializes in showing men and women how to release their trauma and shame around sex, how to create better relationships, and transform their lives into abundance and ecstasy. She is a former certified personal trainer and nutrition coach who combines her knowledge and study in the areas of psychology, Tantra, and sacred sexuality with her training in energy work to facilitate growth and healing for her clients. I know the topic of sensuality and sex can be particularly uneasy for some. Some of us have had trauma. Some of us grew up in places where many things were culturally unacceptable or religions that put confusion and shame into our bodies. Whatever your experience has been, I know it can be a scary topic to talk about, but I strongly encourage you to listen to this podcast without preconceived notions or judgments. Every one of us has different wants and needs in sensuality, in sexuality, and that's what this is about. Tuning into your own body, your own power, your own light, and leaning into the places that those things bring you. Maisha is here to help us all find peace in that. Here's our conversation. Okay, what is sexual energy alchemy? Oh, great question. So, sensual energy alchemy is the understanding that in our human bodies, we experience this world through our senses, and that we use those senses to take in and integrate all of our experiences, and that we are also energetic beings who have the power to alchemize or shift and change our energy at any given time, and we can especially shift and change our energy using those five senses. So this is not all about sex. Sex is just a piece of this. Yes. Yes, it is not all about sex. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when I first met you in the workshop that we were talking about, I was so excited because you were so openly speaking about sexual energy. And I think as a woman, a lot of times 
we're so um, stifled in that area. And so I've been trying to learn how to do it. And I just actually don't even know that I know. And it's been this exploration process for me. And so the way that you speak so fluently about it and so it said with such ease was so refreshing to me. So I was like, I got to do more work with this lady. Like, what is this sexual energy or (laughs) sensual energy alchemy? How do I get that? That's what I want. So Let's talk about that a little bit because you say on your Instagram you're you're creating a space to live orgasmically, like which like of course why wouldn't all of us want to live that way? What do you mean by that? So uh, the, the orgasm is, and the reason why this all ties into sex is because sex is the energy of creation. It's and we've diminished it to, to intercourse and intercourse is right. wonderful. But sex is also the energy of creation. It's, it's how everything comes into this realm. And so the idea of creating an orgasmic life is a life that, that feels good. It, again, it ties back into using your senses. People think orgasms are just for the bedroom. And, and when I say live orgasmically, I don't mean like you're just like, <laughs> you right. know, all day long. What I mean, though, is you have that energy, the energy of orgasm, how relaxed it is, how we let it flow, how we don't hinder it, how we we allow it to just overtake us and the joy and bliss that comes along with that. That's living orgasmically. I was just going to ask you to describe what that means. So it's it's the calm. (laughs) It's the the ease with which you would approach life. Is that what you mean? It is. It is. And the and the and the arousal. Mm. right of, of which we can approach life like this this life should arouse us it should make us feel juicy be excited at the opportunities that we have that we are creating on a daily basis and it can be difficult even even when we're facing challenges yeah. you know wh- the the question to ask is what is this growing within me what is what is this creating for me what door is this opening for me instead of I can't believe this is happening to me. Yeah, I actually love that. It, I said, when I when you were talking just then, I just had the word intrigue pop into my brain, which mm. that's such a word tied to sex a lot of times. But I love that if you tie this to this living orgasmically to approach life with more um, curiosity and intrigue. Yes, exactly. And just and just this, this wonderment. Yeah. So how do we find this orgasmic power within each of us? Mm, Now that's a really good question. So the way I approach it, and it's usually with, with women, it's men, it's a a little different. So I work mostly with women. Okay. (laughs) And the way I, the way I approach it with women is by showing them how they can really dip into their bodies and showing them how, creating that orgasmic pleasure literally for themselves often because right there is is a problem for for a lot of women just allowing themselves to let go and experience that pleasure and and opening their mouths and and being able to make the sounds that go along with that to be able to then take that and transform that type of energy into how they move through the world on a daily basis so it can look like more self-pleasure or masturbation. It looks like wearing clothing that just makes you feel really good. The fabrics, the colors. What do you want to smell like today? 
You know, what, what is it that your body is calling for? What does it need more of? What does it need less of? It's about tuning into this deeper awareness of you. And, and that's how I, I approach learning how to live life that way is, is, is by the little small things that we can do, you know, on a daily basis that make us just feel excited about life. What are some examples of things that you would tell women to do? in search of those kind of, oh. and that kind of power. Yes. So <laughs> one, <laughs> now I'm laughing because I think about some of the things that I've, I've asked clients to do. Um, for some of them, it's really as simple as journaling, right? Like that, I just want you to get yeah. your things out on paper. Okay. Some women <laughs> I've had dance naked. Yes, actually, that was one of the things you suggested in the workshop. And I did that. And it was so fun. (laughs) It was so fun. It was so interesting. I I mean, I don't know why it would be any different than dancing in clothes, but it felt different in my body. I felt so free. Right. There, there is this freedom and this like this joy and exhilaration. Yeah. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Um, one woman actually recently, I just gave her an assignment of uh, of recording herself, either looking at her vulva or or while she was masturbating. Oh wow! So I, I uh huh, I told her she could do either one. <laughs> uh huh. <of those. laughs> I know a lot of women listening are like, do what? <laughs> Uh huh. Yeah, because a lot of women don't even take a mirror to like look, and she she kept calling it down there. And I was like, okay, down well, we're there. gonna have to come up with a different name than down there. So <laughs> uh, yeah, a lot of women don't look, don't look at 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 the the beautiful lips and how they open up like a flower. Like, yeah, I always feel like we should know what what our what our lovers are looking at, like how your lips swell. That we can get so turned on by our own selves, and the thing is, is that. When we realize how much we can turn on our own selves, we stop looking for other people to do it for us, which means we stop getting into crappy relationships, looking for someone else to turn us on. Wow. That's the thing. Yeah. So if I can, if I can get aroused by me, like I'm looking at my lips swell and I'm like, oh my God, look at what I did for me. Yeah. Like someone else coming along to do it. I was like, I'm not impressed with you. I can do that myself. But what I really <laughs> want to know is <laughs> what is your character like? What's your right. soul like? You know, how can I connect with your spirit? So you, yeah, you mentioned that it's different between men and women. And I want to talk more about a woman's mentality and finding her own power and all of those things. But why, what is the difference between men and women? Like, what do you see the most between your clients? Yeah. So uh, men are much more linear and, you know, I mean, I know people are trying to say that men and women are kind of the same, but we're really not. And enough research has been done on the brains of, of boys and girls mm-hmm. before they've been affected by society, you know, to show us that there's, there are difficult, different chemical compounds in just different ways that we react to the world. And it's supposed to be different. And so men are much more linear than women are, you know, they're much more like, that's why it's like, I always tell people the easiest example is to think of father time and mother nature. There's a reason someone decided that that's what that was. It's not mother time, right? Mother Nature is fluid. She flows. You don't know if a season is coming or going. We don't really know when it actually starts. 
you know, fall can begin in November and the summer can begin in March. And we've seen that actually happen, you know, Um, whereas time like men are more linear they need to they have a stop and start and they see the world very very differently it is very logical the way they see it it's like shapes and blocks that must fit into certain places and it's not always that they're less emotional than we are but it's that they and it's not even if they're shown how to be emotional they just show their emotions in different ways than we do so the way I approach male clients is not the same way that I like, I'm not going to tell a man to go dance naked in a mirror <laughs> to reclaim his sensuality because he probably doesn't need to do that. In fact, what he actually needs to do is to connect his penis with his heart and get more in touch yeah. with, with, with those pieces of him. Right. So his things are going to be a little bit different, but there is a difference and that's okay. Do you see more men um, having the ability to own their power. I'm just thinking through in my life and even in my dating life, the men that I, I have dated, they always just know what they want, you know? And like, I have found it hard as a woman. And I don't know if this is my personality, if this is because I'm a female or what it is, but to find my voice and within relationships specifically. And so like these kind of exercises, even getting to know my own body and my, my own desires and my own wants and needs um, has helped me to find my power a little bit more. But do you think that men naturally do that a little easier? I don't know that men feel that they're powerful, but they've been taught to project that they are. Oh, yeah. Okay, that makes right? sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are There are some men who indeed do not feel like they're in power and control at all, and they're harboring, you know, some of the deepest hurts and wounds ever because they don't feel safe enough to discuss that with anyone. And so they actually become very rigid in a sense to try and contain themselves. And that can look like power, but it's really a denial of the self. And so Mm. for those men, they still have to unravel as well and dig into those hurts and those pains and those fears that they have. What does that look like to connect the penis with the heart? I like that you said that. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> when I worked with male clients, it was physical. Yeah. Um, and, it, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting that it's, that it's different. So men respond to physical touch in a different way, and it helps to open them up and, help, and helps them to, um, to feel safer. Just, you know, just like, talk, you know, talking to a man or doing talk therapy mm-hmm. with him. And I'm not a therapist, but doing that didn't always seem to connect. Okay. Um, and so I'm trained in Reiki. It's an energy healing modality and also in Tantra, energetic, other energetic healing modalities. And I would literally just do like massage on their body. Tantric massage. I would whisper things in their ear uh, just to kind of reset their brain. Um, words of affirmation, which men mm. thrive off of, mm-hmm. just to help them reset. And then I would often do a lingam massage, or uh, lingam is the Sanskrit word for, for penis. Um, some clients really felt like they were supposed to have a happy ending. That is not what that's about. And so, <laughs> well, what is it about? Because that's what I actually that, just right. thought, too. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It's really about learning how to harness that the same way women harness their power for sex magic, it's really about learning how to harness that power, that arousal state, uh-huh. and draw it back up in the body to energize the body, to energize his vitality, to energize his life force. And so the men would actually leave feeling more refreshed 
Whereas if I'd let them just ejaculate everywhere, they would have been depleted. Okay. And so they thought that was a way to, to energize their, their, their life force back into their, into their body. It's also a way to help men learn how to last longer in bed. Right. As well. So that's a great side effect. Added bonus. Yeah. <laughs> so if a man is connecting his penis to his heart, what is the work of a woman that you see in most cases? Is it finding her power? It is. It is. For most women, uh, what I've seen is that it is finding a way to open the throat. And our mm-hmm. throat is directly connected to the vaginal canal. Mm-hmm. And so it's been finding a way to take that creativity that's harnessed in our womb area and allow it to come up out of us in the words that we say and our desires and speaking what we want and being clear and being responsible. For, for for our desires and for what we want. What do you mean being responsible? Mm, so a perfect example is a skit that I that I saw on YouTube that a friend sent to me. Is a woman came over and she's sitting on a couch, you know, and they're watching TV or whatever, and she like scooches closer to the guy, you know, and 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 she scooches closer, you know, to drop all the hints, yeah, you know. And, and then he starts like kissing her or whatever. And then she's like, no. And she, and she stops him. And then they, you know, they get into this, like, this, it's, a, it's a funny comedic skit, but they get into like this argument or whatever. And then she leaves and he's like, no, I thought she wanted to, you know, get it in. She's like, I did, but not on the sofa. Yeah. He's like, what? He's like, well, she's like, I wanted you to take me to the bedroom. And he's like, what? And, and, and I'm watching it like, see, this is what happens when yeah. women don't say, hi, I want to come over to your house and I want to have sex and I'd like to have sex in your bed. Yeah. No, so because we don't want to look slutty or right. look like we want sex, we'll, we'll, we'll approach a man like in this half-ass fashion, you know, and hope that he drops hints. No, own, own it, be responsible for it and then go get the thing that you want. Well, so how do you, because I have a lot of questions written down for you about just yes. the shame that women feel around sexuality I know it's something I've dealt with my in in a part of my adult life that I'm I feel like I'm freeing myself from now finally Mm -hmm. at at 38 um but there are so many roles that we're kind of put into just by the way that our society teaches us and I know that uh, I've felt a lot of shame I know a lot of my friends have discussed this too and then I started to think about like in my past you know it's like how was I um what was the dynamic between myself and my partner? And a lot of times, like I was getting satisfied from them getting satisfied, but I myself and in my body was probably not feeling the same satisfaction that they were, if that makes sense. Um, so yeah. are you seeing like, are is there a shift in maybe societal roles and, and what you just said about the way that a woman doesn't want to feel slutty. Like, are we kind of getting rid of that mentality? Are we starting to, or what are you seeing in that area? I hope so. Yeah, me too. I hope so. It looks like we are, um, but there's always a balance. There's a balance, you know, um, freedom is a beautiful thing. But with freedom does come great responsibility. And and so I, I do believe that women should not feel any shame whatsoever about their sexual desires. The flip side of that is that there are some young women who are 
taking their bodies places that they don't always need to go under the guise of saying, you know, I'm free to do whatever I want, but really they're still trying to cover up insecurities. With wow. Them. Yeah. Right? That was such and, a good way to say so, that. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And so there's a, there's a balance there and, and understanding no woman should feel ashamed for her sexual desire. And then this is all stems from, you know, old puritanical views about what women are supposed to be like, which really stems from the fear of women and and how 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 men react to women and how powerful women can be. And there are some of us who will take that that sensual nature that we have and and we'll use it to turn a man into, you know, something that he, you know, not, it will not be his best self, you know, or some people like to say, manipulate him into doing things. And so there's this fear of, of women because we are very powerful. Um, and that's, and that's what's been in, in, embedded in so many of us from such a young age and forced us to kind of like not explore, not do things for fear of being seen a certain way. Right. Well, so with the goal, as someone asked me the other day, like, what do you define as a woman owning her sexuality? And I didn't exactly have an answer, which made me feel strange. So I've really been thinking about it. (laughs) But would you say the goal would be to own your sexual desires without seeking um, validation from someone else? Like, is that what we're, where we're mixing it up a little bit, like still seeking that external validation. So maybe we're putting ourselves in positions to get that from someone else versus actually just listening to our own bodies. I would say that's a pretty perfect way of saying it. Okay, good. (laughs) I I mean, I mean, owning your sexuality could be as simple as I really don't want to have sex that often. And that's how I am. And I'm okay with that. Owning your sexuality could be, you know, I want to, you know, have sex with every sign of the Zodiac because I just want to see if there's a difference between all 12 of them. <laughs> just because I'd like to know. Right? You know? Yeah. So, only, only your sexuality could be I'm waiting until I get married. Yes. Because it's just that important to me to just be with one person. There's so many different ways to do it as long as we're doing it from a place of, of, of purity within ourselves and not simply because this is the expectation because that's when other things like shame and guilt come Mm -hmm. in if we don't meet those expectations and then shame and guilt are the killers of any sexual desire. Okay. That's good to know. Um, I have another question. So I had a conversation about, um, I was with two men and we were having the conversation and one of them said, well, you know, though, he's a guy and his testosterone and blah, blah, blah. And I've always hated that as an, <laughs> as an excuse. I'm always, I've always felt somewhere internally like that's bullshit when men say that, but I'm just now finally saying that out loud a little bit. Um, but when we were doing the workshop, you said that female sex drives are actually often equivalent, if not more than male. Is that true? Yes. Because I said that to them. Yes, Yes, it it is true. Okay, tell me more about that. Yeah, several studies have been done. Um, I think they're on like Psychology Today or something like that, if you you Google it. But several studies have been done to state, yes, in general, women's sex drives are higher. We want sex. We want it a lot. We often deny ourselves 
sex because we think we're not supposed to want it or we've been told that men want it more than we do. Right. Oh, my gosh. I've seen it in my own life. Me too. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, come on, come on. He's like, "Uh, I just need a minute. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Like, Like, I'm tired. I have a headache. Like, when, when they're teenagers... When boys are teenagers and testosterone comes racing into their body because they get puberty, it hits them like a rush, you know? And so, yeah, from like 13 to 22, yeah, they, they, they just want to get all that out there. The reality is that most, most of them aren't having any sex until somewhere between 18 or 19 to 22. Right. And so they, they're missing out on a lot of those good years, but somebody still fed them the line that, you know their testosterone is the reason why they want to go run out and have sex. Meanwhile, with women, it's just like from the time of dementia, that it's just a gradual building of things. You know, it's not, it's not mm-hmm. like a huge rush. It doesn't like all come in at one time, but it, you know, as we mature and get older, Oh, the desire is there. It's definitely there. And if left to our own devices, right. it, it, it would be acted upon. Um, but societal norms tell us that we should do nothing and the boys should do everything, which causes a little flip flop. Well, it makes me really angry, to be quite honest. Because yes, I just think absolutely. it's bullshit. I mean, it's like, I think it's an excuse for bad behavior that's like bad human behavior. Yes. And I don't. Yes. I don't like I don't agree with because I know as a 38 year old, I have never wanted more sex in my life than I do at this point. <laughs> like, that's just my truth. <laughs> yes. Yes. It continues. It continues. Yes. Go on, by the way. Like it, does, it doesn't diminish. It keeps going. Exactly. And I th- but I don't feel that that gives me the right to go. Well, you know what? I just want sex all the time. So I'm going to go either cheat on my boyfriend or I'm going to check out that guy over and over and over inappropriately. You know what I mean? Like I still think as a human being, especially if you're in a relationship, there's boundaries around it. And I guess everyone's, you know, able to define that for themselves, but that old mentality, man, I'm just done with it. Like I just can't handle it. Yeah. It it puts a lot of pressure on men as well. I think so too. Yeah. Thinking that they always have to want to have sex. Yeah. And And, what if they don't want to? Yeah. And I've known women who, who have shamed men. Right. Shamed them for not wanting to have sex. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. Because there are women out here saying, you know, Hey, don't approach me that way. And then there are women who are out here saying, I can't believe you didn't want you to want to have sex with me. Is something wrong with you? Right. (laughs) It's like, what do you want? (laughs) Right. That's very confusing. (laughs) Yes. This, this, all of these ideas damage all of us. Yeah. So what would you say to, if you were in that situation that I was in where someone said that, I mean, would that, I actually quoted you. I was like, actually, you know, I just learned that women's sex drives are just as high as men, if not more. I just need to, maybe I need to go Google it. So I have some references next time. And uh, and they're probably like, no. Well, they didn't Um, believe me. Both of them said no. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would, I would have said the same thing, and, and I, I probably would have shrugged my shoulders at this point because I, I, I because they've had enough to think about. It'll have yeah. to make them rethink their whole entire life, right? Yeah. Because if women's sex drives are higher, then what does that actually mean for them? That's true. Like they really have to re, they have to really rethink oh, all yeah. of their sexual encounters, and it's really not that you know if they think back and they're like, no, all these women didn't want to have sex with like 
well, first of all, if we're thinking that, then you've got bigger problems than a sex drive if you think you have to coerce all those women into having sex with you. That's number one. Yeah. And the, the other part about that is, it's like, were they able to keep up? Did she want it more? Was I manly enough? Oh, and yeah. another thing is, is, is that men often feel so responsible for trying to, you know, make women come and give women orgasms. It's just, it's, it's a lot on their shoulders. I, I guarantee you they went and searched it, Googled it, looked it up. They had, they had to figure it out themselves. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> um, <laughs> they will not rest with that knowledge. No, 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 no. Okay, let's talk about self-pleasure because you mentioned it earlier as yeah. something that women, you really, really recommend this. And I actually, when we did the workshop, I asked you a lot of questions about this because I was, I'm super confused. You know, I've had some trauma around this and I talk about it on this podcast a lot. So the listeners are aware, but that topic is so difficult for me and it's gotten easier and I've been working through it. But over the years, it was just, I'd blocked it out of my brain. Like it was just something I didn't think about. And now that I'm older and like I said, craving sex more, it's become, it's, you know, I'm trying to find a healthy relationship there. Um, the other point that I'm bumping up against is we, I have a series on this podcast called at casual that we do on Fridays and we talk about sex and dating and the number one topic that we get questions about from people either single or it's mostly in relationships is about masturbation and like, what's a healthy amount? How do I do this, you know, in an appropriate way with my partner or just like in general women exploring that now. So I want to know what you tell your clients or what your suggestions are, how you find a healthy relationship with self-pleasure. Yeah, that's a really interesting question because mm. I don't, it's not that I don't know what an unhealthy relationship is. I'm sure that, you know, that they obviously do exist, but because people are usually still repressed. Yeah. Um, they haven't, they haven't, most people haven't even gotten to the point of like, and usually the, the question is how much is too much? Yes. That really is really what people are wondering. Right. Um, and I, I, I mean, I, I think every day is perfectly fine. Yeah. Like I, that, there's no issue with masturbating daily. I mean, I don't, I, I, I often wonder the question becomes, what is the, what is the thinking of another person if they find out that someone masturbates daily? Like if I said I had sex with my partner daily, people probably wouldn't question it. No, they'd be like, Oh so my gosh, that's I'm, amazing. Right. So if yeah. I'm pleasuring myself daily, what is the issue? Is it because I'm doing it by myself? Is it kind of like drinking alone? You know, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I mean, I know for yeah, me, an idea. yeah, I know yeah. for me, it would be, does it like with mo? I don't, I guess I don't see an issue if you're single. And so that's mm-hmm. another interesting, this is just me speaking completely freely about what ha- what just popped up in my brain. But yeah. and I yeah. wouldn't feel weird about it with the single thing. I think it's within a relationship. I wonder, or I bump up against, does it affect your sex life with your partner? Is there some sort of like, in my past, there was like a secrecy thing about it that didn't feel very good right. within the relationship. So right. what are the parameters? And like, I guess each couple defines that right. for themselves. I don't know. Why do you, what, what is it that you think is so important about self-pleasure that you would recommend it, especially to women? Right. So let me, I want to touch on a couple of things. Okay. Um, when, when people are masturbating in shame, it's because they've been taught to be ashamed of sex. Yes. 
And so they've come to see it as this dirty, secretive thing that they cannot share. And, and, and so they, you know, they do it in secret. Or because they were taught to be ashamed of it, when they did masturbate in secret, it became such a thrill for them that uh. their brain became wired in a way to receive the thrill from the secrecy of it. Interesting. Like they're getting away with something naughty. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so, and so they continue to seek that thrill, even if they have a partner, because it's, it's just, it's become part of their makeup. And so the way to help unravel that is to, is to begin working through the shame piece of it. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, people who do that, you know, kind of, uh, what it, what it, what it perpetuate the story because you and you know you with a partner who's like why are you doing that in secret right <laughs> and, right and so it, it, which is right which you know is natural of course so they're kind of perpetuating their own trauma and drama in their mind by setting it up that way um, some people with partners masturbate because they are not satisfied sexually right. I cannot tell you how many times a woman has made jokes about. Well, I had sex with him and then I took my toy and I finished myself off. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, women do it, uh, you know, and and I'm going to assume that some men do it too because the the expectation is that men are always satisfied when they have sex. Mm -hmm. Um, And maybe some men are not. And so then, you know, I've known men who have said they faked orgasms. Which I at first was like, no, I know. But I learned it's, a thing. it's so Men funny. I learned thing. that recently too, and I was I was shook. <laughs> like I'm like, what? Yeah. How? Yeah. <laughs> right. So so you know, I I definitely recommend self pleasure as a way just to stay in touch with one's own body and mm-hmm. what brings you pleasure. You know, man or woman, because if you're a man and you're masturbating, you know, then when I'm, you know performing oral sex on you, you can better help me understand what brings you pleasure. Right. Or if my hand is running up and down you, you can better help me understand what brings you pleasure. Same for a woman. Right. I mean, I can't tell my lover what helps what I like if I don't even, you know, know what I like now. We're, we're, I guess we're both kind of figuring it out. Um, so that's the way that masturbation can work within relationships. Also, it can be just really fucking kinky to just watch each other do it. Like, you play this game of don't touch. Yeah, you know? I've and actually you just watch heard each other that. from across the room. Right. So yeah, then you're in you it just... together too. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That's a fun way to do it. Or you know, uh, you know, he can be in your mouth while you're masturbating. Men think it's hot when a woman masturbates in front of them. So are they? I, at least in my experiences. If you know anything about me, you know I am a massive creature of comfort. It is one of my top priorities in life to make my surroundings comfortable at all times. So when I found Cozy Earth, I quickly scooped up all of the luxurious bedding and loungewear that I could. It felt very on brand for me, but then I went on a trip with a girlfriend not too long ago where she could not stop commenting on how cute and comfy my pajamas were, which then made me realize they may also be my new favorite travel companion as well. Guys, I am not kidding when I say you will experience unmatched softness and smoothness with all of Cozy Earth's products. The temperature-regulating bamboo joggers and pullover crew add comfort and a touch of style to any travel ensemble, and their bedding comes in the most adorable totes, making it a super easy gift to give anyone. Discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code VELVETSEDGE at the checkout for an exclusive 35% off 
and let them know we sent you when you're at the checkout. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. I was curious about that because um, there's another friend of mine who was talking about that and she said at first her husband was super threatened by that idea because in her in his head mm-hmm. it was something about a toy being a threat to like his yeah. manhood yeah. you know <laughs> yeah but they yeah. got over the the barrier and now it's like his favorite thing so it's so interesting yeah because men really like to see men are really hardwired to want to see and 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 assist women with pleasure yeah like they really, they really want to. And so, and, and it's also something so powerful to them about seeing a woman who's so comfortable mm-hmm. in, in her sexuality that she can do that. It arouses the fuck out of them. So yeah. to watch her, whether it's with a hand or a toy, and now she's all wet and ready. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, Tantra. Because I was reading on your website and I initially, I love it so much because you're just so, you say everything just clearly. And you're like, when, when you talked in the workshop, you were like, yes, I like Tantra. Sometimes I talk about BDSM. I like kink. Uh, all these things that I know that I can just picture so many people reading specifically women and being like, Oh my God, Oh my God, Oh my God, Oh my God. (laughs) So I want to know, I don't fully understand what Tantra is. So can you help us understand what that is? Sure. And I'll throw another one on top and I'm polyamorous. Oh, so I'm yes. All the things. Yes. That was the other thing I read that I was like, okay, I'm going to need to know more about that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's all the, all all the things. The things. Go, what? Exactly. Um, so, <laughs> Tantra is, uh, it's, it's not a religion. It's more of a philosophy. It's a way of life. Okay. Um, as, think of it. And it, it doesn't center around sex, uh, but somehow, Western culture has taken it and made it about sex. It was an easy sell that way to bring it back over here. But Tantra is like Buddhism. In fact, there's Tantric, there's a, there's Tantric Buddhism. Um, there's, I'm sorry, Buddhist Tantra. I'm, okay. I'm actually studying Tibetan. I'm studying Tibetan Buddhist Tantra. Um, and, and so it's really a way of connecting oneself with with your surroundings, with your partners, with your own joy and your own bliss. And in doing so, your sex life gets better because you've opened up portals and channels within you and you've opened up your energy to be able to receive. And so it's not just about sex, it's about your health. It's about 
um, your ability to to create the life you want. It's about your connection to other human beings, and and because all of those things are are being done at, at such this high energetic level, obviously your orgasms are going to be amazing as well. But the focus of tantra isn't so much that it's sex; um, it's about using sex as a way to heal, mm. using sex as a way to connect, uh, using sex as a way to rejuvenate oneself. So and there are techniques to do that. Yeah, okay, because when I first read it, I also saw that you you have a group called the Black Tantra Group, and you guys do workshops. Yeah. So I was like, what the fuck do these people do at these workshops? <laughs> like, are y'all having <laughs> sex, you know? I literally was thinking, like, what are the activities that you do? But then I read more, and I understood that it was not like you just go have sex in a room with a bunch of people or something. And that's, you know, that's what a lot of people thought. That's yes. what I thought about Tantra, and I heard it, and I wanted to run and I, I read the Kama Sutra and I just thought, yes, orgies. Um, <laughs> um, no, we, we really teach people about um, breathing techniques. We teach yeah. people how to release pain. Okay. Because pain and fear are big deterrents to a really great sex life. It goes back mm. to that idea of shame, shame yeah. and guilt, right? Mm. And so we teach people how to release those, those parts of themselves and to be their full authentic self and that's that's what you know. Some people there's there's some discrepancy, but um, the basic definition because there really is no literal translation for it. But the basic definition of tantra, um, as has been taught to me, is is the weaving of light and sound. It's the mm-hmm. bringing together of of the physical and the spiritual. It's 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 melding it all so that we don't think that we're just these etheric spiritual beings who are all like love and light, but we also understand that we are human bodies that want to fuck and drink and and eat decadent chocolate cake and just and experience waves crashing over our bodies and the breeze of the wind that we are all of that and that it's all holy and it's all good Mm, when you said to weave light and sound I got chills that to me (laughs) I mean it's I think it's interesting because when you were talking about some of the practices like meditation popped into my mind too as a way that Mm -hmm. I tap in in different ways so is it a similar I mean obviously I know that the activities and the exercises would be a bit different than that but is it a similar feeling of being in tune that you might get from certain meditations Oh, absolutely. And Tantra is full of lots of meditations. Okay. Lots of different kinds of meditation is involved in Tantra. So, yes, yes, you, you can learn how to achieve altered states. You can have orgasms from meditation. Um, what? Cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. What? Oh, yeah. Tell me more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, will, I will say this. Uh, the first time, I had I had a touchless I had an orgasm just thinking about it. I was eighteen. Okay. And I was I you know, I had this boyfriend and he was my first sexual partner, so my body was all just like, Oh my god. Yeah. And oh, we we'd just been having sex a few months but I was like hooked. And I remember <laughs> sitting sitting in a study hall somewhere in NYU and you know, I'm at the table just thinking about the sex. And I'm and I'm just I'm I'm thinking about how it felt and I'm running back through my mind the experiences that I've had with this guy and 
the next thing I know, my clitoris is like has gone off. What? It, it's like, yes, it is just like, it has, it has, it is, I was like, oh my God, like I'm sitting there just trying to like, I've got my head down. I'm like, what is going on right now? <laughs> is this actually happening to yeah. me? Um, and that, and that was powerful. I did that with my mind. So because, you were just that in tune to your body though? Like your mind and your body were so in tune that that could happen. I I guess so. Believe me when I say it sounds cool, but it freaked the fuck out of I me. I bet. I mean, you're just sitting there and you're like, what the? <laughs> I got myself into orgasm. And now years later, you know, I'm like, oh, wow. Part of me is like, okay. Like some of us kind of know, end up knowing this is maybe what I was born to, to kind of teach. Yeah. And then I look back and I go, oh, so I've been doing this for a while. Okay, Just naturally, cool. right. Um, right. Yeah. So you can really you can really meditate and, and, and achieve the state of such relaxed bliss that yes, you can feel the orgasmic waves just just coming just coming through you. And it doesn't always necessarily feel like the clitoral orgasm, but it does feel like an orgasm. I Absolutely. mean, I'm gonna work on my meditations now. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing that you said in the workshop is, and this is, I'd never thought about this, but the clit is the only body part between men and women that is designed purely for pleasure. Like every other body part that we have, that men have, it's, it produces pleasure, but it also does something else. I find that fascinating. Like I'm thinking, why did the universe, I mean, is this some sort of maybe positive things since we go through childbirth, since we do all these like painful things, maybe the universe was like, well, they need to have a clit too. <laughs> Why? I mean, it's like crazy that our bodies have that. I, I just think it's because women are wonderful, lucky creatures. I really yeah. do. I, I, we, we are, we are the portal. We are the portal for everything. And, and so much has been flipped upside down due to fear Mm. And it, it wasn't just men who did it. Women did it too. Yeah. You know, like yeah. men and women have put this society. Do you watch The Handmaid's Tale? Yes. Like that's like my, yeah, yes. that, that show, that, that show shows you what happens when women, because it was a woman who created that society, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It was Selena who wrote the paper that was the foundation for what they did. And I found that so fascinating and so interesting and so even in history, it has been women working with men who have created a, sci- a society that has put women in a position that has said, you cannot enjoy sex and you cannot have pleasure. You know, but I truly believe that women are this, we are this powerful vehicle. We are the opening. We are, we are the vastness of the universe. We are the dark. We are the womb. We are through which everything comes into existence and that that male his purpose his part of it is to make sure that we are good and safe so we can create and make that happen and to make sure that we have the life force energy that we need in order for that creation to find its way into the physical realm Mm. and so in doing so that needs to be a pleasurable activity right and hence the clitoris yeah. So you yeah, would want to do we it. We got it. Yeah. yeah we <laughs> Lucky <got> us. <laughs> yeah. We, we absolutely have it. I'm excited. 
Um, I love the way you talk about sex and just in general, the way that you live in relationships without shame, because I just think that so many of us are just clenching on to, I have to do it this way because it was done this way for so many years, or I have to do it this way because I live in the South and that's just how we do it. That's kind of like, for me, you know, I'm 38, I've never been married and, um, I just have really like that, that programming has really participated in my shame around what dating and sex should look like in my life. And it's just not going to look the same as everyone else I'm around. So I think it's really important to keep talking about that thing you said earlier, where you're like, well, you can choose to, this can be no sex before marriage. This can choose to be like, whatever your sexuality is, is about you and getting to know yourself and you deciding that. Um, So I do want to hear about the polyamory. (laughs) because I personally don't think I could live my life that way, but I love the way because I'm, I feel like I'm a jealous person because of some other stuff I've been through. And so I would kill me. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine it. Like maybe I just don't have the freedom yet to think that way, but tell me what that means for you. Yeah. And so, you know, a couple of things I, I know people who think like, polyamory is an advanced way of being in a relationship. I'm like, no, the fuck it's not. It's just, it's just different. Right. Okay. Um, okay. I, don't, I don't like, I don't, I don't subscribe to that at all. Um, so polyamory is yes. It's, it's loving or being in a relationship with more than one person. There are a variety of ways to do it. Everyone. I don't know that everyone is polyamorous. I think that most people probably are to some extent. Um, but again, because of societal norms, right? There's this idea of no, I I could never live that life, and I could never do that. Jealousy is normal, and it is a part of polyamory. Polyamorous people are not do not not get jealous. Oh, we get jealous. Okay, okay, absolutely. It's just it's how we view jealousy. Um, the one thing that we take into any relationship is the understanding. And there are people in monogamous relationships who do this, by the way, as well. They just don't have other partners. Is the understanding that my partner does not belong to me. And then mm. in our society, especially in, in Western culture, and especially um, since the advancement of the idea of romance, which did not always exist, right? Because marriage used to be about survival. And yeah. then all of a sudden, someone started marketing romance and making money off of it, that you know, my partner is supposed to complete me, belong to me, be my person, and that whole thing. Um, That part is actually codependency, whether you're monogamous or polyamorous. It doesn't matter what you are. That And so I I know that I can be a codependent person. I'm currently reading Codependent No More, which is a very So good. I love that book. Uh, Oh, my gosh. Isn't it? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. and, and And I know that I have codependent tendencies. Okay. Um, and I've been I've been working through those. I also realized when I look back at relationships that I I you know that there were times when I always felt like why do I have to choose the one? I want both of them. Mm. Like it was never in my mind. Like I only I was only supposed to be with one person. I decided to be with one person when I got married because I was like okay well that's I guess that's what you do. Yeah. But I never I never wanted to be with just one person, and I found myself even when I was in relationships struggling to to <laughs> to be in that one relationship yeah. and and honor it so for me i'm probably one of those people who had again kind of like other things has just always been 
a polyamorous person. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm not interested in only being with, with one person. Um, some people discover that they are kind of, you know, by accident, but it's, it's definitely a journey into learning about the self. I will say that much. I'm fascinated. Yeah. I just like, so what does it look like? Like, I mean, are you like, will you date multiple people and you'll know that they're, they're dating other people as well, but it's not just like a surface kind of dating. Like you're in a relationship. Oh my God. And it is so freeing. And yes, and it is so freeing. Like, so I was just, I just started seeing someone. And so most, most of the people that I, that I consider my lovers are what we would call comets. They live in other places. So I see them when I see them. Okay. Um, this person happens to be in New York city, which excites me. It's very difficult to find, at least in my experience, to find men who are open to polyamory without thinking that it means that you're having, yes, because they, yeah, because they, first of all, men don't seem to mind when they're the ones sleeping with them. That's what I was thinking. Right. But if you're a woman sleeping with other people, then it's just like, wait, what? Oh, okay, Uh, okay, okay, okay. I can't, I can't, I can't. Yeah, okay. I can't do that. Okay. Or or they think it means, so we having sex tonight? And I'm like, no, I didn't say I was a swinger. I said I was polyamorous. There's a difference, right? Um, and there is a difference. Um, but so no, I was just I'm at his house and had a beautiful, wonderful experience that I was reminiscing about all day today. And on the side of his bed are these slippers that are like, they've got these little sparkly things on them. And I was like, I love your partner's slippers. And he's like, yeah, thanks. I'll, you know, I'll let her know. I like that. Wow. Like, that's cool to me. It's like that for me feels it feels like freedom. It feels like heaven for him to say, yeah, I told her you were coming over and she was asking me, are you excited? And he's yeah. like, I don't know. You know, we're just going to see how it goes. And I'm like, yeah, this is so cool. Versus a guy that I met who was so amazing, who I really liked. And he told me that he was seeing someone and I was like, cool. He's like, yeah, it's long distance. Great. No problem. Except she assumed that they were in a monogamous relationship. Right. And, he she found out that he was seeing me and then she reached out to me and we had a really nice conversation but then I said to him I was like why didn't you tell me that you know she didn't know he's like I'm sorry he's like I really I'm just trying to learn what I want what this thing Mm -hmm. is I was like all right well you got to go have a conversation with her about it you know what I mean but don't see me and not tell her like I'm not I've done that. I've done the. That's just thing, shady, though. I've, That's yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it is. It is. I've I've done the complete mistress side chick whatever. I've, yeah. I've, I've done all the things. And that's how I know. Like, I know what feels good. Yes. And that's not, that's, that's, that's a no for me, right? So yeah. I decided I can't date monogamous men. Well, I do. Yeah. <laughs> it's not something you'll hear a lot of women say. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I think. I did not date monogamous men. <laughs> I do hear in that so much um, communication and honesty, which is refreshing because I think sometimes maybe like what you said in the second example, it's like he's exploring, but he doesn't know how to be honest with his partner, which is really what the scary stuff in relationships is, at least for me, is when you don't have that kind of connection or um, foundation to be able to be that vulnerable and honest with your partner. And so in what you're saying, I hear a lot of honesty, which is, I mean, I would have been like, who the fuck slippers are those? But, <laughs> but that <laughs> I like that you, you guys both had responses that honored the situation. And I think that's actually really beautiful. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that I love about it is that 
for 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 whatever reason, and I think it does have to do with what you were saying in the beginning, Kelly, about the shame and the guilt. Yeah. I think people have so many different ideas. Like I know so many men and women who have sexual proclivities, and I'm like, oh, did you tell your partner? And they're like, I can't. Right. Like they're gonna look at me funny. They're gonna they're gonna say something. I've had I've had women tell me that they've tried to tell their partners that they want something, and they're like, no. I've, and I've had a lot of men tell me that they've tried to tell their their the woman in their lives that they wanted something. They're like, that's disgusting. You're a pervert. Right. You're nasty. Right. And and then what happens is people still have this need, and I'm not excusing cheating. But what I have found is that most people don't cheat because they're greedy or looking to have lots of sex with people, but they are cheating because they're desiring a connection with someone who understands them. Mm. And that person understands them in that way where they cannot, for some reason, communicate with their partner. Now, I still think you need to go back and find a way to either communicate with your partner right. or come to some other kind of agreement, right? right. Because right. what cheating does is it just wrecks it for everybody. The person who, and I, and I've cheated too. Like I've done a lot of the things, you know, yeah. it, 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 it makes it, it makes the trust more difficult, you know, down the road. It just, it makes the person who cheated. I know I was wrecked with guilt, mm-hmm. you know, by, mm-hmm. by doing it, it just didn't feel good. So there are lots of discussions to, to be had around that. And that's one of the things that I try to encourage people to do is talk, talk a lot, a lot, a lot. Don't just like someone. You really have to talk about who you are and be honest with who you are. I'm not going to date a guy and pretend like I don't want to be spanked or choked. Because yeah. what's going to happen is we're going to get into a relationship. And then after three months, I say, well, babe, you think you might want to choke me? He's going to be like, what? No, I'm not into that. And then, <laughs> That's like a not I'll the best be transition. Like, right. Right. Are you, are you, don't you ever want to try something like that? Now this man's never heard me. Right. None of this. Right. And now what do I do? Do I, do I go cheat because I want to be spanked? Right. It was my responsibility to let him know within the first couple of days that this is what I was into. And if he wasn't the one for me to let him go, Mm. which goes back to that thing about us. So wanting to be in relationship with someone that will deny parts of ourselves just to have someone. I would rather be alone then lie about who I am just to have someone lay next to me who ends up being a stranger anyway, because there's nothing worse than being alone in a relationship. That's a fucking ugly feeling. It is. That's the loneliest feeling. I think it it really is. Mm -hmm. It really is. And I think too many people are afraid to be by themselves and enjoy their own company. Mm hmm. I think it's hard because then you have to face yourself. And so sometimes the things that we've been denying or repressing, they're ugly at first until you can get to the other side of it. I know I've dealt with that. Like I don't want to face something. And the second I finally am forced to usually, it's usually the most freeing moment (laughs) when I finally just accept or face or look at. And then it's like the other side's beautiful in the most peaceful, serene place I can find. But until I get to that place, yeah, it's not pretty. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Maisha, where can people find you? I know I was listening to your podcast today. So are you going to keep recording that? 
I know I need to and I need yes. to invite other people on. I know my plate is and my dance card is extra full. I will get back to the podcast okay. because I do enjoy doing it. I think I enjoy being on other people's podcasts more, by the way. This is like the well, yeah, good. I, being on other podcasts. <laughs> I, I like this. I'm welcome to come back anytime. Um, but people can find me on, I'm most, I'm most active on Instagram. Okay. That's where I can do the most and be the most free. Um, so it's sensual energy alchemy uh, across all social media platforms. Um, and you can also find me on my um, personal Facebook page, Debbie Maisha. I've, I've not been banned so far again. I'm very excited. <laughs> uh, I was banned all summer. Oh, my gosh. Um, so I'm being very, very careful. But Cautious. yeah, sensual energy alchemy uh, yeah, everywhere on all, even TikTok. Nice. Uh, I'm, I'm everywhere. <laughs> and that's also your website, right? Sensualenergyalchemy.com. I'll put this in the description for the bio so people can find you. Would you say, like, what would be sort of um, a person who's listening to this that maybe they have questions about what that you would be the right person for them to call? Oh, yay. So I see myself as like the kindergarten teacher of like sacred sexuality. I'm here for people who are like, I want to explore this, but I'm not really quite sure how yeah. or where to start. Yeah. You know, like I love, even when I was a personal trainer, I love, I love the newbie people and just, and just broadening the newbie mind. Yeah. yeah. So, and another thing I thought throughout this whole thing was, um, just if you're feeling unsatisfied and I don't even know if I mean sexually, but just like out of touch with your own body and your own self and in your own life, I feel like you would be a really great person for people to reach out to. Yes, come see, come see me. We <laughs> start with the very simple. You start with the basics, and the next thing you know, you're creating your own porn of yourself. <laughs> yes. I named my pussy is what you told us. We had yes. to name our vulva. I never would expected yes. to be doing that, but she has a name now, so... <laughs> Have you shared it with us? I haven't shared it. So maybe that's our next episode. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yes. I'd be excited. I'm so excited. Yes. Well, thank you so much for being here. You guys go check out sensualenergyalchemy.com or sensualenergyalchemy on Instagram or all the social medias. I think that you guys will really appreciate it. I just really appreciate you being here and talking so openly with us. So thank you so much. Thank you. I really appreciate you having me on. It was an honor. Thank you so much. It was so much fun. (laughs) All right. Thank you guys for listening. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, 
fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.